guys, my name is Shelby and I am a book binger. Instead of watching Netflix, I binge books. But let's be honest, I still do watch Netflix because who doesn't? However, I have made it a huge part of my personality that I binge books. I'm a very fast reader. I love to read in any spare moment. If I have a good book, you better believe that I'm in bed reading that book instead of binging Netflix. Thanks for tagging along with me. Let's get started. Welcome to 2023. I can't believe that another year has flown by so fast. I was looking back on the previous episodes that I have done and I apologize because I had started like a whole new, um, what did I call it? I think I called it a whole new like chapter and I totally failed. I didn't even record a single one after that. Life was crazy busy, as you all know and all experience in life, that it just gets ahead of you sometimes. So I have made it not necessarily a goal. I don't feel like I have quite that much ambition right now, (laughs) but I'd like to get back into doing my podcast because I've missed you guys and I miss talking about books and I miss talking about reading and writing and other writing styles and things that we like to immerse ourselves in. So here I am. Hi, I'm back. (laughs) Who knows for how long, but I really hope that I can make it a little bit more frequent because I've missed you guys so much. And I was leading into that, talking with a friend of mine, and she had mentioned how she just felt like she's been in such a reading rut lately and felt like it's been a competition. You know, people were posting on Bookstagram their, you know, reading goals and if they've met them on the app Goodreads, if you guys use that. I use it just so I can kind of see how my progress has been. And there is this function on there that you can add a reading goal. I think that, you know, it does bring out some sort of competitiveness with other readers and they feel like, well, I have to read 200 books this year or else I'm not an avid reader and I have to read, you know, 150, but I have to surplus that. And so, you know, I feel like sometimes that can just be a a one-upping system for readers. But I was talking with this friend of mine and I was telling her that we need to realize that reading is something that's enjoyable for us. We shouldn't put a time limit or a reading limit or, you know, I can only read this certain genre every once in a while kind of thing. We should just read when we want and read what we want because that's the true hobby of reading. Am I right? At least for me, it is. I have found in the past year I had a lot of reflection on what reading meant for me. I want to know what reading means for you guys. I really haven't had that many people send me voice memos or even uh, like insights on any of these questions I ask. So I'd like to do that some more. I'd like to actually converse with you guys. So that's one of my questions that I'm coming up with right now is what does reading mean to you? So to tie that back in, For me, reading for me throughout this past year, 2022, I found that I am definitely a mood reader. (laughs) So I had a lot of books on my shelf that I wanted to get through. And 
I love historical fiction. Love it, love it, love it. I think that's my first top genre that I love to read. But I had a lot of very difficult moments this year, and I was really sad. And reading a lot about history (laughs) is a lot of sadness, right? There's a lot of war. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of... um, a lot of loss and I just, I couldn't get into that. And so I branched out a bit, quite a bit into fantasy, which was just mind blowing to me because I could never get into it. I saw this video the other day that explained it perfectly to me. This girl was reading a fantasy book and she was reading it out loud and she was saying, you know, in the land of with the character's name and then when somebody asks them oh you know what's your favorite part of the book or who's your favorite character and she looks at up them and she says oh well i really like the character um that you know the name starts with the r <laughs> and that's exactly how i felt when i had picked up a fantasy book in the past um for example dune I had tried to pick up Dune before I even knew anything about it or had watched the movie because people told me that it was a really great book. So I picked it up and I tried reading it and tried reading it and I was getting so lost. I had no idea where I was. I couldn't follow the plot because I didn't know where the locations were that they were talking about. I couldn't keep track of the characters because the names all kind of seemed similar and I couldn't pronounce them, so I couldn't keep them in line. And then it was the kind of the same thing with the Lord of the Rings. I had no idea what was going on at all. And I had seen the Lord of the Rings a long time ago, but my husband kind of just recently started getting me more into it. So now that I've watched the movies and The Hobbit, I feel like I have a better understanding. So that is kind of one of my goals is actually to start reading The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and The Cimmerillion because I love it. I loved the movies. And now that I understand that world, I think it's going to be a lot easier for me. So all my rambling aside, (laughs) fantasy has become a huge, huge part of my reading right now. Um, I People have been saying that, you know, there's an era when you're in a certain era. And I would say right now I'm in my fantasy era. I started reading uh, Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Maas and loved it. I loved that book. It, a lot of people kind of refer it back to Beauty and the Beast. I I can kind of see that. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put it in that kind of comparison, but it is a whole new world. It has, I mean, even in fantasy, any book. There, I talk to a lot of people and we always talk about how there's not really any like happy book, you know? There's always some sort of tragedy, war, death, something. But with a fantasy, I feel like it takes me outside of this world. And it's a little bit easier to read about that than a fictional book. Um, And so A Court of Thorns and Roses was kind of 
my big jump into fantasy. If we're going further back into last year, it was Shadow and Bone. And I have to shout out to Noelle for giving me that series because that was beautiful. So beautiful. I love it. And I am just in awe (laughs) every time I think about that book. So that was my first kickoff in a fantasy, A Court and Thorn. A Court of Thorns and Roses was definitely another huge push, and I love the first three books. And then recently, I just finished the duology of Fable, and this one, I read Fable and Namesake in a few hours. Not together, but like separately. I read Fable in a few hours, and then I picked up Namesake the next day, and I finished that in a few hours. And I loved it. And I'm usually not one for a young adult book either. And that's what Fable is. But it was just fantastic. It was beautiful. It kind of, I joke a lot that I have this kind of gypsy soul. I just like to feel a lot of freedom, a lot of um, kind of whimsical feelings, Um, And I think that has a lot to do with also my minimalistic side (laughs) that I can kind of just, you know, pack up and go at any moment. And this kind of made me feel that again. And that was nice to feel light and happy. And um, even when there was a lot of turmoil and a lot of, you know, really jaw-dropping moments and I was clutching the side of my bed a lot (laughs) with some of these scenarios they were going through, but I can't recommend this one enough, Fable by Adrian Young. And I I haven't been this excited to read in a couple months. Like I said, there was a really hard trial that I had to go through and um, I didn't want to pick up a book for a long, long time. And when I I can't really say that there was a moment where I picked up the book because I felt like that was the time I needed it, but whichever book it was, I can't even remember, it kind of got me back into that love that I was looking for again. So I found that out about myself this past year. Fantasy is a huge plus for me. Also, I... I'm not one that usually buys books and reads them, but I get, I'm a library person. <laughs> I love getting the book from the library. I love reading them. Any book that I want, I know that I can get it on a wait list. And what I loved so much about my library is it literally is across the street from me. So it's a 10 minute walk or a two minute drive and they have an app. So All I had to do, instead of going to their website, finding their catalog, requesting a book that way, it was all on their app. And that was super cool to me because I could just look up the book, click hold, and then they'd send me an email when it was ready. It was that simple. And so it was super easy. At times I did go a little crazy and sometimes I'd have 10 books (laughs) on hold for me and then I'd have like another 10 books that were already checked out. But that's also the great thing is that you can check out a ton of books at the library. So I had huge, huge stacks on my nightstand all the time. And that just kind of was like comforting to me. It made me feel 
that I had these options. I had this space where I could, you know, go to if I just needed some sort of escape from reality. And that was super awesome for last year while reading. Um, but I also wanted to just say that, you know, there's a lot of people who get on social media and or also just your friends who feel like you can put a lot of pressure on reading a ton of books. And there's a lot of people who have these beautiful libraries that they show. And there's hundreds of books, <laughs> which just boggles my mind because like I said, I am a minimalist <laughs> and I also just don't have that many books, but I've read a lot of books. And so having that kind of library in your home is just mind boggling to me. Like I just can't comprehend it. <laughs> I've had bookshelves, but they've been, you know, tiny little bookshelves. And so there's a lot of comparison, a lot of judgment on your part when you feel like, well, I don't even have, like right now, I don't have a bookshelf. I have a book cart that my husband just got me for Christmas, which I'm really excited to use. But, you know, when I talk about all my reading and I talk about my love for reading, sometimes I feel like, well, am I really a reader because I don't have a bookshelf or I don't have a physical copy? Don't put these labels on yourself. If you like reading, you like reading. If you read one book a year and you loved it and you say you're a reader, that's great. Or if you read 1000 books a year, which would be so awesome if you could actually do that. I think that's all I would ever want to do <laughs> in life. I see these influencers and I'm like, you have the best life. But also then I think about the logistics of it. They probably don't get to read what they want all the time and they have to post constantly. And that's just not for me, obviously, because I haven't done one of these episodes in a very long time. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that if you're a reader, you're a reader. Don't give yourself any kind of label. Don't confine yourself to a certain genre, a certain amount of books that you have to read. Branch out, find yourself, find what you love. And I think that's the most important part. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a break here and I will be right back. Okay, so I don't want to make this one too long, but I did want to talk about a few books that I am going to start reading. So I had mentioned that I had just finished Fable, but I do want to read you guys the synopsis on this one just to tickle your interests. Welcome to a world made dangerous by the sea and by those who wish to profit from it, where a young girl must find her place and her family while trying to survive in a world built for men. For 17-year-old Fable, the daughter of the most powerful trader in the Narrows, the sea is the only home she has ever known. It's been four years since the night she watched her mother drown during an unforgiving storm. The next day, her father abandoned her on a legendary island filled with thieves and little food. To survive, she must keep to herself learn to trust no one, and rely on the unique skills her mother taught her. The only thing that keeps her going is the goal of getting off the island, finding her father, and demanding her rightful place beside him and his crew. To do so, Fable enlists the help of a young trader named West to get her off the island and across the narrows to her father. 
but her father's rivalries and the dangers of the trading enterprise have only multiplied since she last saw him, and Fable soon finds that West isn't who he seems. Together, they will have to survive more than the treacherous storms that haunt the Narrows if they're going to stay alive. So that's just a little tidbit into Fable. I recommend everyone go read this one because it was so good. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Another one that I saw that I found super interesting is Caraval or Caraval. I'm not really sure how to say it, but here is the synopsis for this one. Scarlet Dragna has never left the tiny island where she and her sister Tella live with their powerful and cruel father. Now Scarlet's father has arranged a marriage for her, and Scarlet thinks her dreams of seeing Caraval, the faraway once a year performance, where the audience participates in the show are over. But this year, Scarlet's long dreamt of invitation finally arrives with the help of a mysterious sailor. Tella whisks Scarlet away to the show. Only as soon as they arrive, Tella is kidnapped by Caravelle's mastermind organizer, Legend. It turns out that this season's Caravelle revolves around Tella and whoever finds her first is the winner. Scarlet has been told that everything that happens during Caravelle is only an elaborate performance, but she nevertheless becomes enmeshed in a game of love, heartbreak, and magic with other players in the game. And whether Caravelle is real or not, she must find Tella before the five nights of the game are over. A dangerous domino effect of consequences is set off, and her sister disappears forever. So my excuses, <laughs> if um, I pronounce that wrong, that's super annoying for a lot of people. I totally get it. Um, but then also goes back to what I just said about fantasy is, you know, you don't really say the names and places right. So that one I'm going to be starting very soon and I'm really excited. This one's also a series and I found that I really enjoy reading series right now. It's super frustrating though if you're going through the library because then you have to wait in between but I think that gives it a added suspense <laughs> so another one that's on my um, shelf for January is the prison healer so this one was recommended by one of my best friends she actually told me about this book a long time ago um, and so I finally decided to put it on my shelf here is the synopsis for that one. 17-year-old Kiva Meriden has spent the last 10 years fighting for survival in the notorious death prison, Zalindov, working as the prison healer. When the rebel queen is captured, Kiva is charged with keeping the terminally ill woman alive long enough for her to undergo the trial by ordeal, a series of elemental challenges against the torments of air, fire, water, and earth assigned to only the most dangerous of criminals. Then a code, coded message from Kiva's family arrives, containing a single order, don't let her die, we are coming. Aware that the trials will kill the sickly queen, Kiva risks her own life and volunteers in her place. If she succeeds, both she and the queen will be granted their freedom, but no one has ever survived. With an incurable plague sweeping Zalindov, a mysterious new inmate fighting for Kiva's heart, and a prison rebellion brewing, Kiva can't escape the terrible feeling that her trials have only just begun. This one is also part of a series. 
So I have a lot of reading ahead of me, a lot of new worlds to jump into, and a lot of tears to shed, I'm sure. Another thing that I just absolutely love about finding a new book and a new series that just entraps your heart and mind and soul is that you literally feel magic when reading. I can't describe it very well, but for me, what it feels like is just being lifted out of my body and just feeling weightless. And when you drop from a high roller coaster, you feel that kind of excitement and that buzz. That's how I feel when I find some book that I'm really into and I find a lot of just magic is the only word that I can describe it as. It's fun. It's good. And I found that I am a very late night reader. So my prime reading times are between, I would say, 10 and 3 in the morning. (laughs) And I like the darkness. I like the quiet. I like the soft lighting. And it just really closes my mind to other things, turns it off, gives me the ability to fully immerse myself into these books. And that is just a little bit about me as a reader. Fantasy is my go-to right now. I like the dark, quiet setting for a read. And I also love talking about books with other people. So if you guys have read any of these books or are wanting to buddy read any of these books with me, I did that a lot at the beginning of my episodes where I read with you guys, we talked about it, and I want to do that again. Um, And I want to do a little bit better because I felt like I got burnt out towards the end. I wasn't reading what I wanted to read. I felt like I had a timeline, but I want to talk to you guys. I want to make my corner again and find those people who love to read just as much as I do and to geek and scream and cry over these characters. I just, I miss that part. I miss reaching out to people and doing that with you. So please, 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 if you guys, you know, are into fantasy right now, or even if it's not fantasy, I am willing to read other books. <laughs> I I also kind of want to make it a goal to build my physical shelf. And so I haven't allowed myself to do that. I haven't allowed myself to go to Barnes and Nobles and pick a book that I want, but I kind of want to do that. Every month, I want to buy a book that I want to buy. That's simple. That's one of my goals. And, you know, if I buy two, that's great. If I buy none, that's okay. Like I said, I want this year for all of those who love to read and even to write. I have a lot of friends who are writing books or who have written books or who have ideas for books. I'm one of those people. I'm going to try really hard to finish my story. And my husband, he has lots of ideas. My best friend. There's just a lot of readers and writers out there. And I want you to remember that this is a time for you. This is a time for your growth, your healing, your enjoyment. Make it what you will. 2023 is about you. Nobody else. Don't feel pressure. Don't feel that you have to be at the same level as somebody else. Embrace who you are. Find out who you are and enjoy who you are. I love you all. 
so very much. <laughs> this is why I do this. This is why I talk to myself in my room on my computer <laughs> because I love you and I love talking about these things that make me happy and make you happy and it makes the world that much more beautiful. So thanks again, guys, for listening. <laughs> If you like listening to a book binger podcast by Shelby, I recommend going and following our Instagram page, a book binger, as well as subscribing to the website. There is links in Instagram that can lead you to that. Being able to be up to date on all of the recommendations, sending in any voice recordings, as well as any other comments, or even if you would like to be on the show. Always looking for recommendations, always looking for new book friends. I love you. Keep reading. And until next time.